watch the Bengals play. I'm about to get a couple drinks and watch the Bengals game. My city like a zoo. We just watch the Bengals play. And I don't know about you, I'm about to watch the Bengals game. Go who they? Go who they? Go We got the Bangalorean back in the house on May the 4th be with you. We got special guest Captain Vader. A new character has entered the building here. And we got Hootay Baby fresh off his NFL draft coverage. You couldn't have been closer to all the action. That all said, I think we got to talk about the biggest news of the weekend right out of the gate. And that's the fact that all three of you are apparently now wrestling characters. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what to make of any of this, but how did this even happen? Dude, Sir, Sir Grogshire on Twitter decided to start making the Bengals wrestling experience. <laughs> and from there, it's grown into, there's a whole league. I mean, there's like, there's a women's division, there's the men's division, custom Bengals working in arena. I mean, he's he's put some serious hours into creating, so. Unreal. I asked him to add I got to interrupt, guys. I got to interrupt. Bengo, I don't know how you do this. I am dying. <laughs> I am I am tasting liquids I didn't think could pour out of my body right now. Yeah. I'm smelling smells that I didn't think existed. <laughs> I am seeing things that I've never seen before, and I realize I don't like the smell of my own breath. <laughs> I am I am so jealous you got all that love from the Bengals today that I was going to give up the captain. And but dude, you are you are so much a better man than me. Be right back. I'm gonna pass out. You guys continue the wrestling talk. <laughs> hey, isn't this part of the movie? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Bengo, you are his daddy. <laughs> Just intestinal fortitude. That's all it is. That's <laughs> rough. <laughs> That's fantastic. So, driving off a bridge embankment. For those of you who don't know what we're talking about, Bangalorean got a huge shout out. On the Bengals Twitter, uh, I don't know if it was on Facebook as well. I, maybe I, I would assume you wouldn't just waste a graphic like that only on Twitter. I also assume it was on Instagram, but I don't get on either of those ever. I old. think if you uh, search Bengalorian in the uh, Twitter gifts, that uh, somebody has already uh, put that up there, huh, Captain? Yeah. Oh, wrong side. I always, always must say yes. I did. <laughs> I couldn't help it. It was amazing. Oh, it was, it was, it was fantastic. So much content being put out by Bangalorean these days anyway, with his uh <laughs> his TikTok and everything else. Good God. But yes, Sir Grogshire, thank you. The, the wrestling is going to be amazing. I can't wait till that kicks off. You know, like me me passing out. I didn't want to steal a thunder from him, but uh, yeah, that's a great idea. I can't wait to get hammered. And watch. Um, he'd probably get my ass kicked. Did he reach out to you guys first and like get any input on like anything that you wanted done on it? Or oh yes. yeah, oh yeah. He like 
he went with, you know, asked for height and everything, and then kind of said, you know, oh, do you want to be ripped? Do you want to be, I'm like, of course I want to be jacked. And then, you know, what, kind of, what kind of entrance do you want? And I'm like, I said, just as flamboyant and obnoxious as possible, because that's kind of what I do. So. I, I asked for the, the bird legs to, you know, continue, and, and, you know, I think he got that right. <laughs> Fantastic. I so you guys, yeah, Bingo, Bingo killed it. Like, it just, holy cow. I wake up and I'm scrolling through, and I see the most amazing GIF I've ever seen, and it's from my favorite team. And it's the man himself, the Bengalorian. Like, I, he, that, he has ascended to stratospheric heights, like, give us the top of the mountain. And I tweeted him, I was just like, hey, may the fourth, because that's my whole shtick, right? But, like, when that came out, I was like, oh, man, speechless. And Doster, Aaron Doster, that's a picture he took of me out on the, on the stadium kind of doing that, and they took it, and they made it their own thing, man. And it was, it was, it was awesome. It was really cool. <laughs> Fantastic. Cool. So, you guys are all doing – just big things. I know, like, Cap, you, you got this new all-ladies, you know. It's coming out of your house. I'm saying, I'm saying you got this all-ladies pod thing coming out of your house. Like, that's <laughs> Hubei. Hubei. She's fantastic. She, she didn't even, she got it rolling. Didn't ask me a thing. I literally had to force myself in. I'm like, hey, let's, you know, me, I, I want to overdo things. You know, hey, let's get you a little you cute know. little uh, a cute little logo and stuff like that. And uh, don't look too hard at the logo because I think there's a double entendre in the logo. <laughs> but that was accidental. That's so completely accidental. You look extra hard at the logo. I know a little bit about marketing. <laughs> but she she killed it. She went off with it, and uh, you know, I, I love the idea. That it's just, you know, basically a, a casual chat. You know, she knows football. She's been in, in the, uh, the Chalk Talk film sessions with uh, Coach Lewis. She's been on the field running uh, drills with coaches in, uh, you know, football 101 when they had that. So she knows football. But, you know, we've got plenty of people, you know, hammering out uh, horrible draft analysis, like F grades for Chase. You know, there's plenty of people that get paid to do that. We want to hear some alternative views. So yes, absolutely. She she did a great job. And Bangalorean, you've had some. You know, you started your own podcast. Took a, a page out of our book. Congratulations there. You've been trying to put a voice to you know just the regular fans. So yeah. if you want to tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, it, it's not even like I, I hate like calling it a podcast because like I, you guys do awesome stuff like. And I'm I'm not like in that game, but like what I was just trying to do is like a like a I even call it a podcast, but like it's like a project. Like I just want to give the average fan a voice. You know what I mean? I want the hopefully someone up there is listening and the and uh, and 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 goes, oh wow, John Doe from Fairfield, Ohio, has this story, and that's why he's a Bengals fan. That's pretty much all it is, man. Just a, a, a running conversation with a ton of people. Well, welcome to That's the podcast world. Yeah, yeah. Well, welcome to the podcast world. It is a podcast. You know. okay. <laughs> I, I am now an average fan, so I might have to be on the show. <laughs> <laughs> and and Sean, you had 
a weekend. And before we even get to that, I do want to touch on something that you brought up even before your weekend began. You have something going on with your school, and I wanted to bring that back up before we get to talking about your entire weekend. But uh, if you wanted to, to talk on that. So we actually just finished and just ended a... <laughs> <laughs> it's not it's really it's not really his birthday, but I, I collect who day baby autographs. <laughs> so we had a booster thon for our school where we were trying to build a maker space, which is basically like a space for the kids to come in and do, you know, computer coding, you know, broadcasting kind of T V broadcasting stuff, things like that. And we Yes, Bangalorians. We have raising twelve thousand dollars for the school, so we should have a it's a nice little start to to get going. I want to thank everybody that was on Twitter and everyone that donated. Truly appreciated and the kids are gonna enjoy it. We love to hear a good story like that. That said, let's get to the meat and potatoes of your weekend. My God. And I it started off before we even get into any of the picks, we won't talk about the picks until we get to that, because I don't want to lose the shine on what had to be a lifetime experience for you. But that all said, we get to the first commercial break of the draft. And of course, it's the Cincinnati Bengals. And it's almost as if that was a precursor to, unfortunately, how they did you dirty. (laughs) (laughs) They did. I mean, it just kind of, part of me expected that because that's the Bengals draft history. I mean, it, with it being day three, it's a lot of them talking heads just talking and not focusing on the stuff on the stage. You get a few here and there. So I wasn't completely shocked that it happened. I thought maybe you could point to show the fans of the year that were going up there to make their announcement. But a few of them made it and good for them. And Well, we did get to see you up there on the very first night sitting in that big Roger Goodell chair. So tell us. How comfortable was the chair? Was it everything that it looked like all broken in or or was it just kind of just a chair? No, it was very comfy. Like I sat in and I sunk and I was like, all right, I could just, I asked if I could sit the entire draft and they told me no. <laughs> <laughs> My hip was hurting, you know, I'm getting old and I just thought maybe that'll help rather than folding chair. And Goodell told me I couldn't blame him for my hip hurting the rest of the night. That wasn't on him. <laughs> you should have just carried the chair off the stage and put it down in there and then brought them a folding Pretty chair sure. and just put it yeah. up. I'm taking this. Did you smell the Rooney money that paid for the chair? I could not. I should have just like sniffed, you know, but I did not. I was afraid of the farts that may be trapped in the <laughs> <laughs> It's fair. <laughs> it is fair. Well, yeah, that was a, a completely unexpected experience that that was not in any of the plans not in any of the talk any of that so when they they came up to say you know when he started off there's gonna have a fan from each team up there was, all right and falcons made their pick and they're walking you know as pitts is walking out i get this lady that comes up to me and she's like i'm getting kicked out already yeah yeah so we've, we've all been to those types of clubs before. It's fine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so I was kind of sit down. I looked over at my wife and I'm like, going up. And she's like, okay. Because she, I guess she thought I was just going up to get ready to see the pick and all stuff. And I'm like, no, going up. 
oh my god, get the camera ready. <laughs> walked up and they just told people, have a seat, they're going to make the pick, somebody's going to hand you the jersey, and then when Goodell comes out, you're going to hand that to him after he makes the announcement, and then just hang out and you know, you get a chance to meet your player you drafted, and we'll go from there. So, so what What did Chase say to you in that moment? I just said, who day? I said, welcome to the team. We're glad to have you. He said, I can't wait to get to work. I love that. I love that answer. That's yeah, fantastic. Just yeah, yeah. short and sweet. And I mean, it was kind of when Goodell walked out, he showed me the card before he ever went up the podium. Oh. This is who you're taking. Don't say a word. And then went up. So did you have Don't to sit down at that now, point? Bro. Yeah, exactly. I was like, <laughs> I was taught, yeah, yeah, we're not going to go into that. So any any other crazy stories for, for Friday before it is that you actually got to go up and make your pick? I know you were there with Bengals Jim. We saw the, yeah, Bengals Jim and James and, you know, everybody in the inner circle section was great. You know, we were just dancing out. It was, you know, there's a lot of downtime at the drafts. You kind of, when you watch it on TV, you don't necessarily pick up on that because everybody's talking, everybody's doing everything. In between picks, it's you got Urban and Colleen Wolf up on the stage, kind of MC and trying to keep the crowd to it. And you got the house band they had playing was fantastic. I can't remember their name now. I want to, no, it was good. The house band was great. Really? Yes. It wasn't Kings of Leon. I like retirement right? party in Cleveland. No, no, not King, not the. That was just the concert, the Kings of Leon. Oh, okay. They so you got separate, better music than we did. Yes, <laughs> they had a separate house band that played. Kings of Leon played that intro thing. They played three songs or four songs, and they were done. So that it was, and I want to say remember the name, but I can't to save my life. But Kings of Leon they got were, me through my insurance. The crowd my going. Insurance uh, one more time, I didn't hear you. Oh, sorry, my microphone's jacked up. Kings of Leon got me through my insurance licensing exam. It was, they're a good band. Yeah, I, I enjoy them. <laughs> they sat with you. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. So the Kings of Leon know a lot about insurance. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so how was the after party after round one? Round one was kind of lame. We went to go meet a group of like other fans. Cleveland was having a a party, we went to go to the Clevelander, and they wouldn't let us in. So what? they're capacity. We're like, we're in a private, you know, there's a private section up top, and they're like, nope. So we went around to the back door to try to get in, and they wouldn't let us in. I had some punk kid in a, a Giants Odell Beckham jersey try to talk smack to me about how they should have taken school. And I said, you know, the Giants are going to be much better. He goes, well, I'm not a Giant fan. I'm Browns. Oh. I said, well, maybe you should invest in a new jersey before you try to talk football with me. Right. Nice. Yeah, it, was, it, was, it was a good time. And then we went to some little bar next door and got back to the hotel at like 2 o'clock. Nothing crazy. So then Saturday. Saturday was the, the big day. I had to be up at, I had to be meet at 9.30. After Oof. getting into the hotel at 2 o'clock again on Friday after an all-day you know, so I was a little, little exhausted to help to cover up the bags under my eyes. Um, we get there and they kind of get us all situated for the uh, the parade to start the draft, which is cool to be in the tunnel where 
I got to, I was lucky. I was on the right side, which is where all the players had come down. So I got to see that tunnel and experience that. Right before I went up on stage, ESPN hands me their selfie stick. They're like, here, take this with you. So I'm trying to dance and carry a selfie stick, take pictures. Like, why? I mean, it's cool, but not the most opportune time. So then they told me to hang out backstage. And because the pick we were coming up, my pick was going to be coming up. I was like, no, go sit down. Five minutes later, they come grab me, then hung out watching the whole writing of the card progress, you know, process and didn't realize how much time in between everything takes. And then they're going over the names to make sure they have it exactly right, double check this, make sure it's right, go through everything before they ever send you out on stage and you know, get the, the countdown, walk out. And I was cocky, I'm doing the Hulk Hogan, you know, get the crowd going. Stepped up to the podium and all of a sudden my knees were like, whoop. Uh, <laughs> made, the, made the announcement and walked off. And, and none of us got to see it until it was posted elsewhere on the interwebs. Right. For everyone to see after we already right. knew who the pick was. Everybody's I remember I, the, the tweets about, you know, we didn't see you. They went to commercial. I felt so bad for Logie's daughter. Lana, who I saw her crying. That was, is oh. one of my biggest fans. And, you know, last year, before, while we were doing the birthday draft, I'd read her like a peep account different things. And so to see her crying broke my heart, which so I had to send her her own little message to not cry. But then it came out so she could see it. So. Well, congratulations on, again, just an opportunity of a lifetime. I can't imagine how much the whole thing, the whole experience, the whole weekend meant to you. Um, I mean, any any other hidden gem stories you have from from being there? It was just a blast. All like I said, I get to you get to see great fans from every team. And the great thing about the draft is that nobody's there to really hate on any other team. You know, when you go to a game, you always have two or three people that are kind of jerks about things. There, happy to be there. And they, everybody has hope. There you go. Know, everybody is. We're all sixteen to know. Well, seventeen to know now. But we're, we're on seventeen. If you're <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> so, just obviously, we have to get into the draft itself. And for people who were Team Chase, I, I see you, Jeff. I see you. If you were, if you were Team <laughs> Chase, back. it was. Uh, it was. A day to be celebrated. And if you were team so well, hopefully you can find a way to, to get excited about what is potentially a generational wide receiver that we took in the first round. Now, I know we've all seen the Bleacher Report F grade, which is... Brown Sam, of course. Effing ridiculous, if you ask me. That all said, though, tell me how you felt when you got to finally hear Jamar Chase... Hear his name heard at the same time we all heard his name heard called by the Cincinnati Bengals. Ecstatic. I mean, just there's, there's probably video somewhere of me almost jumping out of a chair, you know, even though I knew it was kind of coming beforehand. Right. <laughs> it's still not real until you hear it, though, right? Right. And then you sit and wait for him to come out and, you know, I'm just looking at the jersey like this is that's him. That's it's on there. We're good. It's my boy. It's, it's my boy. You're my boy, Blue. <laughs> you you said it right. It's not real until you hear it. 
And again, second year in a row that, God, I've got this pent-up anger. I'm so sick of the media bashing us. And all the Dolphins fans who had the Dolphin chase and it's gone, like, oh, he's our next wide receiver. And I'm like, no, it's not going to happen. Once I found out he was uh, number one on our board, oh, I started talking all kinds of smack uh, low-key here. But it's like, okay, we know he's number one on our board. We know what he's going to do to help Burrow. We know the impact that he's going to have on the offense. But what if? What if it doesn't happen? What if, you know, somebody picks him before us? That that relief, you know, we, Jess and I, we lost it. You know, obviously, thankfully, finally, we're reuniting, you know, some of the most prolific scorers in college football history. And it's our offense. Couldn't be happier. Absolutely couldn't be happier. I believe Joe's now got the two uh, number one receivers from the 2019 uh, National Championship game. Is that that's correct? accurate. Yes. Is that accurate? Does that happen? Yep. I wonder if that's ever happened before. Probably not. I mean, this was the first time that you've seen uh, the a oh, quarterback yeah. a quarterback have you know two two a receiver and a quarterback that played together taken together. On the same team like that, so somebody what, it, happened, it happened. What like two more times? <laughs> well, I mean, but they weren't all top ten picks. The the, the 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 Miami Dolphins did yes, but uh, as for Jalen Hurts mm-hmm. and uh, Deontay, is it Deontay Smith or Devontae Smith? Devontae Smith. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, they weren't both top ten. Jalen, Jalen Hurts was in the top right. ten. Uh, what were your thoughts, Bingo? Chase pick, oh my god, I was ecstatic. I, I I go back to Cap's analogy on the last show. Like we pick up Carmen in the second round, who I think is going to be great at guard, and and to be able to stack our wide receiver room like we just did for Joseph Burrow, my god! I mean, you're going to have Boyd running across the middle. Higgins tearing up the middle to kind of the thirds and going deep when he wants to. And then Chase just embarrassing DBs. It, it, he's, he's Joe's going to drop back with our improved line. I don't care what anybody else says. And just sit there and go, oh, my God, is this real life? And just get whoever he wants, man. Yeah. And, and who else yeah. is going to eat? <laughs> Yes, sir. And he was excited about it, too. He's out there, you know, saying they can't sack the box on yes, us anymore. Exactly. You can't sack right. the box. And, you know, I mean, when you see a running back get so excited about a wide receiver pick, when they were, it was between a receiver and a lineman who you would think in your head, like, the lineman's going to help out the running back more, right? Not the case. Or at least Joe Mix is not allowing us to believe that's the case. Either way, I'll take it. So, I thought it was a fantastic pick myself. I, I've been, yeah. I've been Team Chase. Ed, what do you got on on, on here in Jamar Chase? Ed's muted. I'm Ed? myself because my microphone is jacked up. Uh, no, I like it. I like it. I'm glad we. I'm glad we picked up some O linemen in the second round. So I mean, it's going to be a solid team. Like watching all these wide receivers and all the options that he's going to have this year. It's it, it's good. It, it almost takes me back to the year of Chad Chris Henry. And TJ Huzmanzada, like it, like you didn't know who was going to get the ball back then, right? And either one of them was going to be 
fine. And I think we're, we're back to that. There it is. The largest Chad it. Johnson jersey you want to see. <laughs> That's awesome. Just think of how many pieces of fabric you could throw into trading cards with that jersey alone. <laughs> oh, there you go. Not a bad idea. <laughs> hey, Chad, if you're listening, I need your autograph. Well, he's apparently <laughs> about a thousand times. Yeah, he's apparently right. preparing for a fight, so. Right. Oh, I can't wait. I he's going to mess you. somebody up. I just wish he was fighting Logan Paul. Any idea who was fighting yet? Does that come out? Maybe Ramsey. <laughs> so so then in the second round. Oh to avenge AJ. <laughs> Aaron's camera's frozen. I love it. Oh, it's Karen. oh no. Is Aaron gone? Is, is my audio frozen? No, you're, no, you're so good on audio. Yeah, you're so good. I'll take it. Um, that's fine. So then in the second round. I think it's because I'm actually like browsing the internet to look up all the picks, which is totally fine. Uh, then in the second round, you see the Bengals trade back, which that was a move that I don't know that anybody necessarily expected going into the draft. And then you see it happen. Rather than take the linemen, I mean, you saw Tevin Jenkins sitting there available right there at the second round where we were ready to pick. And instead, we trade that pick to the New England Patriots. And we move down in the second round, and we end up still getting the guy that they had, at by all counts, uh, a little kid out of Fairfield, Ohio. So, tell me what your thoughts were when we when we end up taking our newest lineman out of uh, out of Clemson there in the second round. So I was a little. I didn't. You know, the first the trade back part, I had the little gasp. Like, you know, we had all of these guys sitting there. And you know, like I said on the last show, I'm not a big college guy, you know, and I didn't. So I know the names that everybody was throwing out. And to see you, know, you have Jenkins was still there, Eichenberg was still there. Like, All right, this is going to be, they have their choice. And then you trade back eight spots and then you watch these guys drop off. But you got, you know, two fourth rounders out of it. But to see them draft this kid from, you know, it's a great coming back home story and kind of reading up on him and he seems... That's who they want. That was their guy. They know much more about this stuff than I do. They watch lots more tape on this stuff and know what they're looking for. When everybody says, you know, and kind of look at it, and that's who I hone in on. So since that name had my feed, that often I didn't, I knew nothing about this guy. They want. He seems like he's got the talent to be there, and moving him inside the guards going to be fantastic. Hey Bengo, I think your uh, your audio is doing something crazy right now. <laughs> I frozen too. It sounds like one of those like like robots that where it would it would repeat what you wanted it to say or something. Crazy. C3PO is literally <laughs> he's, under, he's under attack right now. <laughs> so I. It was different for me. I got a, you know, I, I got a tip. I knew it was coming. I expected the trade. I knew the player. I don't like leaking stuff because number one, it's it's really hard to leak stuff and be trusted to hear things. And I have heard and seen things that I should never see, and I I, I like that. It's it's fun to me to get that understanding. But if you talk about it all the time. You're not going to hear anymore. But 
I, I heard the name, and it was not a name that I had seen any of the mocks, any of the, the, the national, you know, talking heads, any of these supposed Bengal experts, that, you know, whatever. Uh, none of you, none of the, you know, our followers, but there's some people out there that are constantly negative, and uh, I knew they would tear this apart. So I tweeted out the GIF of Carbon. And then I, Bengal Sands, I'm like, hey, what about Jackson Carmen? You know, and suddenly looks like, why is everybody asking about this guy? So he starts looking at tape. The tape's good. And Willie Anderson was involved. And Paul Alexander was involved. And Duke Mayweather said some good things. And, you know, hey, uh, even Jeff Schwartz, who, uh, you know, ripped him for not taking uh, Sewell, had some things to say, good things to say privately, which he said, the biggest change is going to be Pollock. The, the biggest difference is not going to be the talent we're plugging in. It's the O-line coach that we've got. It's going to make the biggest difference this year. So I was I was ecstatic. I, I knew it was coming. I feel like they had him number one on their board. And, you know, when you watch the tape, you watch his mobility. You watch what he can do uh, as a guard for us. I think he's the right pick. And we've just got to wait to – Wait to see him prove it and shut up all the doubters. And I'm, I'm here for it. I think a lot of people are really over overlooking the fact that Frank Pollock is back and don't realize what he brings to the table as far as like improving a lot. Even I would even go as far as to say like with the guys we had on the line last year with Pollock, I think you get an improved line. Um, oh, Absolutely. And then, then you look at like the the Jackson Carmen pick, and like obviously, like you said, like he was not really like you know the on the radar of anybody. I really thought that they were gonna be able to get uh, Tevin Jenkins, and I was I was pretty excited about that. Um, and then when they traded back, I think I had the same kind of gasp as everybody else. Like, uh, what are they thinking? Like, they're they're guys there. Like you could any any of them. They're right there. And they trade back, and then they get those extra picks. And then when you when you look at Jackson Carmen, it, it's one of those things. I, I think I was listening to Ken Brew, um, and he had some guys on uh, a couple days ago, and they, they brought up the point that when they looked at like an offensive lineman that they're taking higher uh, in in the draft as as somebody that can, you're not you're not they're not going to play tackle. They're not going to come in and play tackle. They're going to need somebody that can transition to guard. And he was likely higher up on the list as somebody that could actually transition over and play guard better than any of the other picks that they had on their board at tackle. Bingo. Bingo, what you got? Are you able to hear me? Yes. Yep. Okay, good deal. I had to cut my mic down. I don't know what I was doing. Throwing up audible gang signs or something. (laughs) The... uh, I love the, the, the Carmen pick, man. Initially, uh, everybody was kind of like, holy heaven, let's get him. Uh, they trade back. It's that moment of, oh, my God, what is going on? Uh, I think I ended up messaging Cap and his wife and because I saw his gift. I was like, who is this kid? Like, what's going on? And they were like, yeah, we kind of heard about him a little bit. Uh, and then, and then uh, that's when I kind of was like, all right. It sounds like there's a plan. It sounds like we got this guy who's been working with Willie, who's been, who's a local guy, right? You know, 
and he's going to come back home, and he's going to going to fill kind of that that fighting guard spot. Uh, what what do we need? A freaking guard, right? I mean, I, I know he's a little bit of a tackle kind of like hybrid guy, but like I, I really think him coming in and he'll just maul people at guard, and uh, you can't beat that with Jonah and, and Riley there as well. Um, I think that's a good pick, man. I really do. Was it the pick we were expecting as no. a fan base? No, not at all. But is it going to work out? I really have faith. I agree. The process. I, I definitely think it's going to work out more in the sense that, you know, it's a kid coming home and you've got a great chance to bring him back on a second contract already. And we got, you know, four years to even have to worry about that. So that's nothing but a good thing. You know, he's he's hyped to be here. He loves the fact that he's coming home. I'm sure his family loves the fact that he's going to be here. Way easier for them to go to games than to have to use any of that, you know, signing bonus money or second round money to try and fly family around. So good on that kid. Uh, just really fantastic coming home story. That all so said. The video of him, you know, when he get, got the call and with the family not knowing who he's going to be, they're so excited he got drafted and then he's like, just turns us against Cincinnati and everybody just loses their mind. That was all all the feels. And, and then Dalton's got that awesome shirt out in Cincinnati. I love it. I wanted it. He got it out. I love it. Well, and and correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't there somebody saying earlier uh, before the draft that nobody ever wanted to come to Cincinnati ever? So, exactly. Yeah, here's a whole family excited. Everybody. Coming to Cincinnati. What were you, you know, saying, that, that, that myth has to be busted. Like, seriously, they, they got to stop. And we as a fan base are just going to start ripping everyone who's, who tries to keep that up. We're back. I'm sorry. We're back. I believe it's, that it's cool to be a Bengals fan. Yep. I believe that, too. You were Spoken trying to say something about you with a neon orange polyester suit. It is cool to be a Bengals fan. <laughs> I was I was saying the, I was saying the same thing, Aaron. I, I just you know what Cat said, man. It's cool to be a Bengals fan, and anybody that says otherwise, come see us at Paul Brown, man. I got a freaking helmet on. Cat's got a neon polyester suit on, and this guy over here's got war paint on. You really want to come at us with that? <laughs> yeah, okay, there we go. <laughs> so so then in the third that round, reminds me of that commercial. Maybe... What that reminds me of that commercial for the uh, the attorney downtown. When he's at the Bengals, um, the, uh, the the tailgate, and he puts on his gloves. <laughs> I forget which one it is. You guys know who it is. Good story. Thanks. Appreciate it. <laughs> so, <Cool> story, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so then in the third round, we get maybe the steal in the draft. My internet is not playing with the camera again. But uh, <laughs> we, we get Joseph Adai. Asai. There, or, I'm sorry, Asai. I've had some drinks as well. Um, Bangalorean, he, he was he was tempting me when he when he had the uh, the Jameson picture that he sent in earlier. How long did you hold that gap? <laughs> <laughs> so so Joseph Asai there in the in the third round out of Texas, defensive end looks to be a kid with a lot of upside. So what were your thoughts initially when we take Joseph Asai there? Which everyone's saying again, just maybe the steal of the draft. Another one that just, you know, Dude, I, I, right I, there. No, you're good. Go for it. I was like, go. I, 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 I,
they weren't expecting him to be there. And it's like that Higgins pick all over again, except now we've got an absolute killer on defense. Uh, I, I just think he's going to be a nightmare in our division. Uh, and I think the outside of our division, they just they don't. First of all, they don't know anything about our team because you know we're the Bengals. They don't care about us. But this guy's going to be a real wake up call. I think Osai is going to play some smash mouth football. Seems to be a stud. Like I said, it's just he's got the quickness coming off the outside. I think he's just going to be, like I said, another one of those steals. Like somebody that, again, is the admitted not college guy that watching highlight reels, highlights always look good. So he had, if I if I remember correctly, he never he didn't see. A game of football be played, or even really know about football until he, until he was like ten years old when they moved here. Wow, I, I believe he's from Nigeria. So they move here, he kind of picks it up and realizes. I mean, the the one word that I kept hearing everybody that was like talking about him after they after he fell and then they you know, basically stole him is that he's got a motor that doesn't stop. And when you go and you watch, you know, his highlight packages. I didn't watch a lot of uh, Texas football. Uh, I watched the Bearcats, and that's maybe some Notre Dame, but that, that's where it ends. And going back and watching his highlight, his highlight tapes, I mean, you you just see him from from whistle to whistle. You know, he he just doesn't stop, and uh, I think he's going to be a very welcome addition, and uh, could very well be the steal of the draft. You know, it's funny. I also didn't watch my first football game until ten years old. And I have nothing in common with him athletically, but <laughs> like, like you said, you you nailed it. They're, they're going for those high motor guys, you know, the the, the workhorses, the the guys that are coming to their, their nose is going to be the playbook. They're going to study. They're going to study their opponent. They're going to watch film, and then when the whistle blows, they're going to go nonstop. And you know what? All of those close games that we've lost, we've, we've lost because of someone's motive. One play, think about it, that, that, that last play against Cleveland where he got that touchdown. How inches. Darius Phillips was inches away, and he, he, he almost made the play. It wasn't him, but you know what? If somebody on the line get, gave a little extra pressure, if, if somebody – maybe missed an assignment and they, they didn't. They, they picked up the guy. They they hit their gap. Whatever needed to happen, just just a little bit, just dig deep. He's the type of guy that's going to do that. Just like you said, they're, they're building high character, all captains, you know, high motor guys. It's going to be great. About 100%. So we... Thanks, Ed. <laughs> so then we follow that up in the fourth round with the the, the first of our four, fourth round picks. One pick after Cincinnati Bearcat James Hudson was taken by the Cleveland Browns. I would have loved to see him in stripes. I, I think he would have been a mauler person. I know now but we have to watch him play for the Browns. I, I know. However, we, we take Cameron Sample out of Tulane. Cameron Sample out of Tulane. Uh, again, 96. another guy... You guys talk about a guy with a motor. This guy is heralded as a guy with just that. So what were your thoughts? Did you know anything about this guy when he was picked? Did you have to look into him? And, and what into him? 
I'd heard the name, but that was kind of the, there you go. But that was about it. And then just look at it. He's, like you said, he's the guy that makes the play, then runs back to the huddle. He's not lollygagging around. He just gets that and goes back. So, I mean, it's another high motor guy, like you said. I think it'd be, it's going to be another good fit. I agree. I agree as well. <laughs> well said. Perfect. It's, it's working this time. I got a different microphone. So. All right. Draft and it's less analysis, more let's throw some darts at the board and have some sticks. And I'm here for the sample puns. Like, you know, there's got to be somebody's got to got, they have to have something working. Like, you know, dual sample. I, I don't know. There's got to be something out there. I, I got nothing. I mean, I mean, it's hard to make a judgment on him yet because we've only seen a sample of his play, but, you know. Ooh. No! <laughs> That's what I'm looking for. Sample? I'm, no. <laughs> I feel like sample and sample. I'm just, I'm just glad I get to wear this again. Employee 96? New, new, new employee. Well, there was a COVID layoff, so. Ooh. <laughs> Love you, Good room for you. So Tyler Shelvin becomes the second of the fourth round picks, and Tyler Shelvin just another LSU guy. We we are apparently rebuilding the uh, the the Go Tigers up Bayou here, Bengals. the Bayou oh, yeah. Bengals. And this was Sean's. This was Sean's pick. That's good handwriting. I know it was. It was a hot. It was a hot blonde that wrote it. So, <laughs> oh, and that's for the car, my my eyes are getting bad. For, for those of you who have seen, who, for those of you who have seen the uh, the picture of or the video of Tyler Shelvin being the only one hoisting Joe Burrow onto his shoulder to carry him off the field because he's a man mountain. Gonna be Shelvin some run games. So the, the, cool. uh, there you the, go. The big thing with him was he came in uh, what at like three hundred eighty pounds or three hundred eighty five pounds into the beginning of this season and then opted out. But he came into his pro day at like 350. 350, yeah. 350, yeah. So ho- hopefully uh, hopefully this whole, you know, coming to the NFL, he can get focused up and, and we don't end up with any, you know. We don't want to be shelving him. We don't want to be shelving right. him halfway through the year. We don't want to have to shelve him early in the year, you know. God. Man. <laughs> He's yeah, I mean, he's real bad. Really What's crazy is when you when you look at our division as a whole, draft picks the other teams had kind of look like they're trying to counterbalance what we've done. Yeah, hey, you know what? I realize it's hard to believe that anybody would be picking to play us, but he's got a point. That's a good point. Yep. And at what point? I mean, they have to almost all of a sudden. That offense, mm, that D line. We did. We did so many good things in the draft. I'm just excited. So the yeah. next anybody anybody saying that we had a bad draft, I don't. It's, I don't know. They didn't look at it. You know what I mean? The Shelvin pick is is awesome for the simple reason that he's two people wide right there. Oh I mean, god, he's he's I that mean, Sam Adams. He's three of me. Pat Sims kind of. I know. Bill Belichick wanted him. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 I know he's not the. Three tech people were expecting us to grab or whatever, but like that guy is going to make center and guard lives absolutely miserable 
because he, if you look at his highlights, he's shoving people back, he's tossing them aside. A running back tries to hit their hole, and there's a Mack truck in it. I mean, my God, I, I, I think, I think he's gonna do well, and especially, I mean, a lot of people are like saying he had those weight issues or whatever. But man, you're on a you're in a professional program now. That ain't gonna happen. Man Mountain. Yeah, yep. He's huge. New nickname. So then you. Sorry, then you see, <laughs> <laughs> so then you see. Yeah, but that's for different reasons. <laughs> yeah. Again, you gotta, gotta just make sure you're sitting down, bud. <laughs> so, so, I can't so, you. <laughs> Deontay, Deontay Smith becomes the final fourth round pick. And. The, the the trade paid off in large linemen. It was insane the way that they just continued to build on this line. And so you see another American Conference kid taken in Deontay Smith out of East Carolina, 6'5", 305 pounds. He looks to be a guy that is, is a project guy. You did take a project guy, but he has some raw tangibles. And so this is a guy who maybe he has enough, you know, coming in and, and learning behind a Riley Rife to where he can take over the spot. Should Riley Rife leave after a year, or maybe Rife sticks around for another year after that and put him on another one-year contract? Who knows? But this is a guy who we don't have to throw in right away, and you get him in the fourth round. What did you think about uh, Deontay Smith? You can take project picks like that, though, whenever you uh, essentially steal them and still get your guy in the second round. Yeah. Right? He's, you're not, you know, the, the risk reward on that pick is, you know, great because you're not risking much. You get out, you're great, and you have that time. And more linemen is always a good thing because we've seen, you know, as they go down. You know, last year we had five brand new starters at one point in time. I guess the Titans game, yeah, it was tight because everybody was down. So if you, the more you have in your arsenal to kind of plug and play. If they're capable, is great. So I'm all for stacking up on big linemen. Uh, Bengal Sands and Coach Mick, who uh, was it? One of those that posted a video of him, uh, just like practice reps. But he, uh, oh, I can't remember what it was. But him, some of the D linemen, like again, I saw motor. You know, project or not. We hey we we've got connections with people that can do something with an offensive line and you know um you 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 have that work ethic you have that motor great you know like you guys said you you can afford to pick the guy with those intangibles with the athletic ability with the size because we got everything else we wanted that that's a bonus and just throw him to Willie Anderson let him chip him up. Bam, start. So then we take a, a, a kicker in the fifth round, and a lot of people were upset that we took a kicker in the fifth round. No that way. all said, this kid's got a boot. Uh, Bengo, I, I believe you have a nickname for him, right? Yeah, I don't, I don't know if it's gonna stick. Uh, I'm the one. I'm probably the only one. McPherson's foot cannon to me. Uh, see, I here's the thing. I like that. What, what I didn't like was I saw somebody try to use Legatron with him, and it, 
That's already taken. It's already it's used. Taken. Really? Yeah. yeah. I didn't know. Who? Greg, Zer- Greg Zerline. Greg the Leg. Legatron. He's, uh, yeah. yeah. We can't use we that, can, we, that That was Bengal's store, but I liked it. But uh, you know what? We'll yeah. just take it over. Whatever. We're, we're going to take everybody. <laughs> we're going to take everybody's number one spot. We're going to take everybody's trophy. Whatever. <laughs> it's ours now. Take your nickname. Uh, what? So I, I know people were kind of wigging out about it, you know, kicking it in, but like, God, if he's, if he's here for eight years, ten years, and he's and we just don't have to worry about it, you know what I mean? Like, you know, oh, okay. You know, I, I used to when it comes up. Go ahead, Cap. Exactly. I mean, we we already we already burned our <laughs> our Jake Elliott pick. <laughs> that still okay. That that killed me because I went to that training camp and I I got some great you know I'm a horrible photographer but I got some great shots of Elliot kicking and it, you know I, I liked everything about him and so he missed a couple in preseason big deal you know and then gone like I I miss having that reliable yeah I miss having that reliable leg. And you can yeah. find me every time, you know, I'm sorry, you know, Ray, Randy, he, he, he kicked some good games for us. But every time you saw me in the end zone, the hands went up because it wasn't in my heart. I was scared to death every single yeah. time. And I'm hoping to will that ball to go through. And it seems like the numbers were good. He, you know, on the season, the numbers were good. And then the biggest moments, left or right. Or or calves cramps. Oh, both of them. Both of them. He did the making fun because if you saw him, if you looked, that he didn't follow through. But that didn't matter. He missed some big, big, big kicks. If this kid misses big kicks, I don't care. I, I'll give him a long leash. That's fine. But hey, it looks like we have that position solidified for the next how many years? Good pick. The fact that you can get past the 50-yard line. It's going to be so nice to be able to, like, when a kick comes up, go get a beer. You know what I mean? Like, I don't got to worry about that. And on top of that, the kid can punt. He he set the Alabama State High School record with an 84-yard punt when he was a senior. And he hit a 60-yard field goal as a senior in high school. High school. Holy I did not know that. He has the Alabama State record. Well, at the time, I don't know if it, I I can't imagine it's been broken. I mean, a sixty yard field goal in high school is ridiculous. Yeah, but, um, yeah. So he's got both those records. Sweet. It's also nice that if we cross the fifty yard line, we don't have to worry about like, are we going to score on this drive? Like, we kind of we we have a a JV version of Justin Tucker, and I only say that because we haven't seen him on the field. But if he's good from fifty plus as often as he is I mean I, I think I saw a uh, I'm, I'm not putting anything into the Gatorade video because I don't know if that's real or not personally like with him uh, spinning, we, spinning we the, cap. the cap I don't know I don't know if that actually happened but <laughs> that said I did see a video of him making like a 55 or a 58 yarder where he still had plenty to go like Somebody he could have hit that was... from like 70 yeah Man, he's got so, a he's, he's got a boot leg you're, you're gonna make the you're gonna make the uh the data nerds upset by talking about that because, of course, they want to go for it every fourth down. And I am one of those nerds. So, you know, no offense. 
Like but, that high school, like that high um, school coach. Yes. <laughs> but you know what? There's a difference between when the numbers tell you you should go for it, or the numbers plus the fact you have no faith in your kicker tell you to go for it. Now we've got that choice. Now we can rely completely on the data, the flow of the game. You know, if we're in a shootout with Mahomes, we're probably going to go for it. But if it's a close game and our defense is holding, we know we've got a kicker we can try out there and he's probably going to make it. So then in the sixth round, we take Trey Hill out of Georgia. And I got a, got a little sour taste in my mouth with, with Georgia as uh, that, that, that last that last minute in the in the Peach Bowl. But Trey Hill, <laughs> Trey Hill coming off of two repaired meniscus in each knee, one one in each knee. Uh, that that's that's a lot. So I mean, that's again another project guy. But when he has played, he's been stout at that center position. That said, we we also know that Billy Price. I, I think the writing's maybe on the wall for him, as the Bengals did not exercise his fifth year option. So they're kind of giving it a, a play for us this year, and we'll see what we got when the year's over. Um, see if the dog effect works with him. It will. He, so he's got heart. He, he was pissed last year. He's got heart. I think he's happy Pollock's back, so don't count him out yet. But he, He's been active on the, on the Twitter, retweeting Pollock things, and uh, you know, I, I, I don't hate that. But Trey Hill is also a mountain of a man. He's got a lot of mountain then. 6'4", 331 pounds. <laughs> that is a huge individual. He might fit in that jersey. That you yeah, he might fit in that Chad Johnson jersey you got. I don't know if they're letting uh, centers wear 85 these days. <laughs> Who knows? Are they changing all the numbers up? Well, it depends on if T stays with his 85, which I can't imagine him switching out since they have New jerseys printed with the 85 on it, and you have to buy them all back. <laughs> Make sure a nice dress, Captain. I'm telling you, it, it goes down on my knees. The jersey. Uh, yeah. I was, oh, was, yeah, yeah, it was there. It was there. It was there. He's, he's so proud of himself. That run. smile says it all. <laughs> the more interesting pick in the sixth round, though, ended up being Chris Evans out of Michigan. I know he tested very high on athleticism, uh, like the RAS scores and different things that they uh, they do there. Uh, not the first running back in recent years that. <laughs> <laughs> well, that guy's oh, my wife. It's Chris yeah. Evans. Uh, not the not the first Michigan running back that we uh, we've been familiar with as Chris Perry in in the not so distant past. Uh, he he was here. What might have been. He, he's almost a Kajana Carter story, right? Oh, God, don't. Not, oh. Please don't. No, I have a Kajana Carter jersey upstairs. Please don't do that. Why would you do something like that? Just saying. Your, your computer can freeze up. <laughs> I, hold, I hold nothing back. It's fun. <laughs> uh, but Chris Evans, you know, he, he kind of is that... Uh, it, we, we lost Gino in the offseason. Or Gio in the offseason, obviously. We, we lost Gino, too. Uh, but we, we lost Gio in the offseason. And he's kind of that Swiss Army knife guy that you can. He's got big hands. He runs very well. He's had some character issues. But uh, what were your thoughts when we took Chris Evans? I don't mind. I see the, I see the faces, Cap. I see him. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> Sean, 
You can't get us together. <laughs> no. He didn't play a lot of games at Michigan. He had that little snafu with his test or whatever. Who hasn't cheated on a freaking math test? Whatever. He'll come in and he'll be he'll be a dynamic kind of special teams like we mix a tire, go do something, catch it out of the backfield kind of guy. You know what I mean? I, I think he's a good addition. That just tripped me out because I couldn't see you talking, so I didn't know who was talking. So, so I, was to... I was like, who's talking right now? So I, I wish him the best. I hope he just balls out. But I am going to continue to pound the table for my man, Travion Williams. There is a diamond that everybody's overlooking. I I love Gio. I love what he meant for the team. I love what he meant for the locker room. I, I've never seen the man take a selfie with a fan with a straight face. He always had a good time. His family's amazing. Uh, there is literally nothing about him that I don't love. And they'll probably win another Super Bowl, and he's going to help out. That said, he's not here. He's not in stripes. I'm, I'm looking at Travion Williams to fill that role. I'm telling you. So, hey, maybe we got another late-round steal, but uh, – Another late round steal that we're uh, a lot of fans are not talking about Travion Williams. I'm looking for him to step up big this year. That said, like for me personally, I I would rather see you know maybe if we're looking at somebody on the chopping block, I'm I'm looking more at Samaj P Ryan. Like what have, what have you done that these other two guys can't do? But that's that's good. me. It's not a knock on him. It's just what do you what do you do that no none of the other guys can do. So that's that's my only take on that. So, and then in the seventh round, we we round out the draft. Finally, finish with Wyatt Hubert, and I heard an interesting thing on Wyatt Hubert. I believe it may have been James Rapine talking about it on Locked On. Uh, that this kid would go to the special teams meetings as a just defensive end, and he was going to those special teams meetings as a senior even because he knew going into the NFL that he would have to be contributing on special teams, and he wanted to just get ahead of the curve. And I think that, that that's a testament to this kid's character and just knowing that he's going to have to work his ass off to make a team – Get, you know the Bengals take a flyer on him in the se- in the seventh round. You know it's not going to hurt him if they you know take the guy and it doesn't pan out. But you know, get a guy that has that kind of dedication. I think there's something to be said for that. So having heard that, what are your thoughts on on this kid with crazy long hair who just he looks like a force not to be reckoned with? You pick on this kid, he's going to punch you in the mouth. That's kind of I mean he just he has the look. Badass, and he's gonna make a mark on special teams, hopefully, and then just work his way in. You know, who knows? Maybe he's just the special team stud, but he definitely has the look that he can punch you in the mouth and smile as he walks away after doing it. And you know what? You you can't count out a seventh rounder. Anybody, real quick, name your two favorite seventh rounders. TJ is one. Max Montoya. There's uh-huh. another. Hey, hey, they they can make the team. You know, I I seen on Twitter, uh, you know, so uh, a, a certain wide receiver's mom 
uh, got involved in a conversation with, when somebody on Twitter uh, discounted Auden Tate completely. And, uh, you know, hey, you, you can't measure heart in the draft. You can't measure heart in some of the stuff uh, other than those stories. You know, the, the fact that he's willing to put in that kind of work bodes well for his ability to make the team. So, hey, you know, for a seventh-round pick to be able to hear something like that, I'm all in. That, that, that is phenomenal. You, that, that's the kind of guy that you want to pick in the seventh round who just might make the team. I wouldn't count him out. Yeah, I, I think he'll, he'll, he'll hit special teams. And honest to God, I think he's going to make the team, and I think he's going to rotate in. I, I really do. So you see, at, at the end of the draft, we, we really focused on the trenches as what we, we took a running back, a kicker, a wide receiver. Every other pick was a lineman on one side of the ball or the other. And the Bengals, I mean, they kind of did it last year when we had to shore up things on at linebacker. And we came back and did the same thing on both the offensive and defensive line this year, knowing that those were areas of weakness with a lot of holes. That said, there are some undrafted free agents. I just want to run down the list of, of the guys. And if you have any thoughts on any of them, once I've gotten done with the list, feel free to talk about anybody that you want to talk about from this list. But right now, as is being reported, uh, running back Puka Williams from Kansas, Hunter uh, Drew Chrisman from Ohio State. If you guys don't remember, apparently he did some crazy proposal. So th- there's it was, it was good- executed well. There's, there's a good proposal video out there for that kid. Um, Ball State cornerback Antonio Phillips. He apparently got some crazy $25,000 signing bonus to come on as an undrafted free agent. Uh, Pro Wells, who's got a hell of a name already, uh, from TCU. He's a tight end. Uh, Marshall's defensive end, another defensive end, mind you. Uh, Darius Hodge. Uh, quarterback Colin Hill from South Carolina. And wide receiver Riley Lees, who everybody says could potentially be, uh, or at least from what I've seen in any type of assessment on him, they, they say he could be our Alex Erickson, if you will. Any of those names stand out to you guys? I think Lees definitely in the return game. I also think Puka Williams could be back there in the return game. I think he looked quick. That Erickson dog is gone, and uh, he's that kind of catch-all guy, you know. What is that? <laughs> it was a walkie. It was a walkie. <laughs> I just got like the small Bengal tiger. The small Bengal tiger. He's got a cow in his house. <laughs> Her name is Elsie. Because <laughs> the spots, I got it. I, I heard you, Bango. No one else, I think, could hear you, but I heard you still talking, saying that he could, yes, indeed, be the next Alex Erickson. So. I appreciate the backup. Yeah. Thank, thanks for having me. <laughs> Sorry, the cat stole the show there for a moment, my bad. Oh, yeah, you guy. Uh. <laughs> hey, you know what, though? People forget that Alex Erickson started out hot. You know, he, he had the vision, he had quickness, he made good choices. Um, I, you know, I feel like he, he got tentative in the return game later and, you know, it killed me. But we have dynamic returners on 
the team now. So every time that he would, I don't know, make one cut and get tackled, it, it was kind of frustrating. So, you know, if, if we get somebody who is early Alex Erickson, absolutely. In a return game, yeah, you, you know, you can't have too many returners. Uh, a lot of people want to see, uh, you know, Phillips back there or, you know, basically somebody who just had 10 snaps on defense. They're not going to return. You know, sometimes I'm in, in the stadium, like, I'm like no, 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 you're not going to see him because he just played his ass off covering so-and-so. Yeah. So now we've got a little bit more depth. Maybe we can rotate a third return, fourth return, you know, whatever. The fact that we actually have options going into this camp, though, between Puka and Lees and, you know, Phillips, and you know, I, there's just a lot of different things that we could potentially do with these guys, and I think that you know, for everybody who's poo-pooing on, on this draft, I mean, it's it's just it's going to be Haters. very interesting. It's going to be very interesting. And F you and, and your F grades for rounds one and two. Get out of here. Bleacher Report. Apparently, the guy's a, a Cleveland Browns fan, so and I don't you, know. He is. The, the Dolphins, the Dolphins have a like a way worse offensive line than we. So do the Steelers, and, and they they don't take an offensive lineman, and they're like, "Oh, it's the greatest pick ever!" Like, it's clearly a Cincinnati bias. Get yeah. out of here. Well, Jamar Chase is going to be dancing into the end zone. It's an injury. That's without mentioning the fact that two is a, a far less quarterback. I mean, he's a he's an inferior quarterback to Joe Burrow. How many times did he get benched? For, for our old, old, old. Hey, now, Fitzmagic. Fitzpatrick is a journeyman. That's a good point. I think, he's yeah. every, I think he's played for every team and won a game for every team. And he might have gotten better. As the beard got bigger. As the beard got, I'm yeah. telling you, it's a, it's a secret. It's where I gain my power. I'm just here for him wearing medallions on his chest hair. <laughs> yes. The strangest thing okay. I've ever heard. I think that's on his OnlyFans. That's <laughs> <laughs> his OnlyFans? Fitzmagic yeah. OnlyFans, yeah. Oh, man. Fitzmagic.com. Yeah, I'm happy I'm not the only one who knows that, Hootay Baby. Fitzmagic, Mike. Hey, you know Kindred spirits. So, everybody likes their grades, and I, 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 I'm just catching up on the kindred spirits. I tried to blow past it, and I couldn't. Uh, so, everybody likes grades, so I, I do want to hear what your grades are as, as we finalize our, our thoughts on this 2021 NFL draft. Hude, I, I also want to hear your grade on the experience. The experience was an A, A plus. I'm gonna give the draft draft an A. I feel like they addressed the needs they needed to address. You know, and I can't, I can't ever grade this team below an A. So <laughs> I can appreciate that. I'm I'm, the, I'm a homer through and through. I don't care what anybody has to say about it. Nothing to be ashamed of there. Right. I am going to say B plus, and B plus is phenomenal. Uh, I reserve the right to move that to an A once we see everything pan out. Uh, honestly, like who uh, baby said, almost gave up the, the name. Uh oh. 
like like who they maybe said, I am I, I don't watch enough college. You know, you all that do and know everybody, holy God, I am envious maybe, I don't know, but I've got so many things. I can't. So Jackson Carmen was not on my radar. Uh, he should have been. He's a local guy. I can't wait to see him in training camp. Uh, if he ends up starting day one, it's an A. It's an A draft, no doubt. What you got, Bingo? Yeah. I, dude, I'll be, you're going to hate me for this answer. I don't give a crap about the grades. I don't grade them. <laughs> I, I, I'm looking at these players for more than just a letter grade. I want to see them in training camp. Uh, I want to see their intangibles play out. You know what I mean? I, I don't. I don't give a grade, man. I really don't. I know that's a bullcrap cop out answer, maybe to some, but I don't care about the grades, so I don't grade it. I mean, I've seen how hype you are that they're just a part of this team, so I don't actually think that it's a cop out answer, knowing how much love you have for these people yeah. and how you're hyping every even the like even the late round picks. You're out here just. Retweeting stuff and just doing what it is that you do as a super fan, and you know, I mean, you just keep being you, man. And there's no judgment here. Honestly, that's what we should all do. Absolutely, they're wearing the stripes. We're we're cheering for them. We're yelling loud. That said, I'm going to give everybody. Uh, I, I mean, the the whole grade. I'm going to go with B plus. Also, Captain. Um, you know, it's just the trade. If they hadn't made the trade, I think it's. Probably a B minus if they take, you know, just just the, the second round pick without trading back and still getting their second round pick, as apparently they were willing to do. But instead, you get two more fourth round picks. And, you know, that's, that's a huge steal. And for me, that's what takes you from a B minus to a B plus. Jeff, what you got? So I've got a I've got a buddy from high school. That uh, I literally only talked to during uh, Bengals season. Wow, that was loud. Um, and uh, so we were going back and forth on it. I said that they were a a B plus to a low A minus. Uh, I like Chase at, at number one. Obviously, I was team Chase. I was really hoping that that's the direction they would go. I think you know, as good as the wide receiver group is that they had before that. Uh, they needed a true number one that could get some separation, and uh, I don't think a lot of people realize how many sacks uh, Burrow suffered were uh, coverage sacks. Uh, I don't know what just happened to Captain there. He's uh, laughing at Sean. He's laughing at Sean. Uh, uh, who? Who um, they maybe? There, there were there were a lot of coverage sacks, um, and I think you know. Some of that is the fact that they were able to stack the box, and now they're not going to be able to do that. Uh, and so that was a good pick there. Jackson Carmen pick with the trade back uh, to be able to stack in round four to be able to pick up a couple extra guys who maybe projects or whatever that they've got to be able to build on some steals that they could get there. Asai is as a, I, I think I'll go on record now and say, and this might not be a hot take or whatever you want to call it. But I think Asai is probably going to turn out to be probably the steal of the draft. I said that earlier in the show. Um, and, and I like that. I like the kicker in five. I like everybody that they picked after that, including Captain America. Um, and I really hope that he becomes a prominent role in the team so that somebody can show up with a cool uh, orange uh, Captain America shield. I'm throwing that idea out there for somebody that wants to steal it. 
Um, they need to do that. It's kind of hard to steal that because then they would have to go by Captain Bangle, and we've already got a captain. So, uh, I'll be replaced. <laughs> we can't replace you. Sorry. It's easier than you think. <laughs> it's very strange to hear Jeff, who is a guy that we refer to as the Jeffimist, be ultra positive. So I, I, I just, I appreciate I'm wearing, that. I'm wearing a Chinadum and Dukeway jersey. Not many people Ooh. probably yeah, Duke, no, remember, remember that. My wife oh, went and yeah. had this jersey made for me down at Cooks. Um, so Dublin boy, Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Yeah. yeah. Yep. My, my buddy was a walk-on at Notre Dame, so okay. uh, at the same time he was there, and I was like, oh, so. Boy, I had, high school. had, 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 had to have the jersey. The dude could hit. Well, he, he also uh, may have had more degrees than anyone on the Bengals uh, at then any it's point. It's very possible. He's, uh, <laughs> he's, like, nah, he's running a uh, like a real estate, like a big-time real estate stuff, like commercial real estate thing. but Like a boss. Yes. Ed, what you got? A uh, B plus. That's your whole assessment. Well done. Well done. Oh, I'm so proud of you for just that's staying amazing. in character with it the whole show. <laughs> one, one word. Well done, Ed. Well Thank done. You. Thank you. That said, any final thoughts on on the 2021 draft? What you look forward to in the uh, the, the season? As as you know, we got OTAs coming up and and all of that. Um. Any last thoughts here? Just ready. I'm ready now. I need more football in my life. The draft is always kind of like that little yeah. you get all excited, you get pumped up, and then you're like, now we wait until July. I felt the same way after going to the. I was on the sidelines with Dan Horde for the uh, the spring game. Uh, you know, for UC, and I, I felt the same way. Like <laughs> I just got to see a game. I want to see more game. Like, give me right. more. Just want to say, Arrow, no, I do not have a, a credit card for the OnlyFans account yet. Yes. But anyway, I saw that message pop up. Had to had to answer. You know what? <laughs> I, I'm excited for the team. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen uh, with training camp or tours or any of that. I hope we get to go, but honestly, you know, I, I'm going to lose my voice first quarter opening game. Um, you know, Bengals Whitney talked about, you know, her conversation with uh, Elizabeth Blackburn and, and the idea that, you know, these guys are finally going to have that, that packed opening day uh, welcome in Cincinnati that they didn't get last year. And that means a lot. But, man, I, I miss you guys. That, you know, to <laughs> hey, baby, I, I didn't realize how big of a part of my life you have become, and, and I, I I really mean that because like the team has been with me ever since I saw them in '88, and you know I the the fans like you that I would see on TV, and then seeing you, and then meeting you, and come to find out you're such a good dude, uh I don't I don't feel the same. You know, it, it's been a blast to, you know, go to what games we could, but I I miss like I, I want to give you the biggest hug. 
Um, Bengo, like I just met him last year, and that this whole thing with Bengo has just skyrocketed. But we didn't have that much of a chance to hang out, uh, talk football. Uh, you know, everybody's wearing masks. Everybody, man, I don't care. I, I miss you guys. I can't wait to hug you guys. Big old, huge man hugs, and just sweat and scream and cheer our guys to the playoffs and beyond. That all said, uh, Bengo, or I'm sorry, Captain, you're you're actually the uh, you've been on more than you've been on more than anybody except for one person on this show. So uh, congratulations. Thank you. Who's that other person? Uh, his name's Clay. He does our Reds uh, analysis. Oh, so he's been on. Okay. He's been on about 14 times. So nice. Catching up to do. Uh, yeah, I can't. I can't. I you know <laughs> I'm a Reds fan, but I yeah. That's a lot of work. <laughs> so, but baseball is a lot of games. You yeah, know, I hate to be that. Captain Obvious, but you play a lot of games. <laughs> <laughs> Bingo, what you got? Your last words getting out of here. Man, they both just said it so well. I, I'm, just, I'm ready for football, man. I'm ready to be in the stadium. I'm ready for the beer. I'm ready for the loud noises and, and the, the players out there cracking each other. Just that sound of pads cracking and helmets hitting, man. I, I don't get to do it anymore, so I love to be in the stadium and freaking listen to these guys kill each other. Well, I, I feel like we'd be doing a disservice if we didn't you know, round that out with this is the way. So on on May the 4th, be with you. Uh, this, this has been another episode of Pardon the Punctuation. We do appreciate you, Hootay Baby, Bengals Captain, Bengalorian, making your time for us once again. It's been fantastic doing the, the shows here with you over, you know, the, the pre, pre-show, the, the post-show. Thank you again for all of your time. And uh, until next time, Bengals fans, for Ed, for Jeff, I am Aaron, and we out. Who day? Who day, man?